0: Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show.
1: But this is going to be a small 102 class, so I'll get closer. There's going to be a discussion then the middle of the I'm stoked up on cough medicine. God only knows what we're going to talk about. Got some more day Paul? we Dude, I'm like buzzing on a rumor test. Wee! Better than alcohol. Got some of that too. This is a one or 2 discussion. It's not going to be a panel. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's Sunday. I don't feel good. Um, anybody sat in one hundred two before? No.
0: What's
1: that? Ever sat? Sorry. Ever sat in one hundred two before? No. No. I'm gonna forgive you for having that red fork thing on your own. Send it back to Justine with blood on it. Uh, I'm a red fork member too. I'm one of the admirals of the fleet. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a stupid story about Justin and you can tell the next time you see him. We had to fix his first shoulder out here, Justin he was here. He has the the hand of the, the of the Willow Oh yeah. And he broke it. So you know how it moves? Yeah. yeah. Well all the fingers bro- all the fingers still work except this one. <laughs> the most important one. So he went all the way back to where all we were because knew we had boxes of tools. He's like, hey, Cap, and he screams across the damn i <laughs> like, what, he goes, I got a problem. Why <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you do, Justinian? Yeah, you just flipped the biggest bird just, ever. You just flipped me off.
0: Can you, can you fix this? No. <laughs> Justinian's fine. You ever been around and drunk? I think I've seen videos
1: of this. <laughs> <laughs> the Five Emperors panel? What's it going to be?
0: I think I saw with a dance-off. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He does Wasteland Weekend with us. Oh, That's a trip. Yeah. Anyway, back on Captain's <laughs> um, So I one to see if I can get away of the big in here without being in trouble. Um, the Captain's panel, the 102 panel, was designed to discuss going to the next level of playing in the steampunk world, being a leader in this world. Um, like I said, I'm on and so if I go off <laughs> to the quarter course, I would just roll with it. We'll come back around at some point. Um, <laughs> so, the whole title to the panel was Steampunk Pump wanted to, so you want to be an airship captain. Run like hell. Um, and it was to get a chance for people who wanted to lead groups, basically do what we do kind of thing. Um, a chance for me to give you insights into what we do and to keep you from walking in some of the same pitfalls that we've done, that we've seen, that we've been a part of, watching. And we, that's the other thing: is we watch crews rip themselves apart because you know they don't know the command structure, they don't know how to do things, and they're trying to reinvent the wheel. And it was really getting to me watching best friends tear themselves apart because they were trying to operate as a unit when they had no background on how to operate as a unit, kind of thing. So that's what we came up with, you know, the one or two panel, and talking about leadership and stuff like that. My background in leadership, of course, the United States military uh, and the fire department, where we have to go through command and control school. Um, the way we do things in ASI, <coughs> hey, guys. Hey. Like I said, by, by no means is it, you have to do it this way. This is the way that works for us, okay? Um, One is we have span of control. What span of control is, is how many people can you as an individual comfortably control and manage to get done what you need to get done. Um, The textbooks say three to seven people is your span of control. That's where it's easy to be able to deal with what's going on on a day-to-day basis and it doesn't get so overwhelming that you can't control it anymore. the way we do things in ASI is a very militaristic style, we have a chain of command. Um, and yes, what is the, the chain? It's the Goram chain I'm going hit you with to so you understand I'm in charge. Uh, thank you. all one is not easy. So that's when you start getting into your first officers. You start getting into to that sort of thing. And we'll go over first officers and stuff and talking about how important first officers are. here um, But the way ASI is set up is when we are at when we're in the shop, or we're in the hotel room, and we're talking about stuff. It's a democracy. You know, hey guys, what do you think? You know, we've got this car. I just got approached by this thing or this thing. You know, for example. Um, they're talking about doing a steampunk build-off show like Face Off. I got approached about doing it, so before I said yes or no, hey guys, what do you think? Because it's going to affect their lives, too. Um, now keep in mind, we're a little bit more hardcore about it for the simple fact we all live together, most of us, except for like four of us, all live in the shop. So I mean, we're on the road together, we live together. Anything that I do affects them and vice versa. <coughs> I'm sharing my phone. So, Someone touch when it gives me a hand uh, I got an, an open bottle of water. I would love you, Jill. My throat feels like that road out there right now. Actually, I need to open this one, yes. Hello, oh, thank, thank you. It's honor. Um, I'm serious. My throat feels like that road out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no thank you. problem. Um, so, there, it's a democracy. We talk about everything we're going to do, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, what do you guys think? Now, it's my decision at the end of the day, because I'm CEO of the company, okay? And for us, we run a company, and we're not just going to conventions to have fun. <coughs> we're doing it as a business. So at the end of the day, it's my responsibility, it's my, my job to say yes or no, we want to do this, we don't want to do this. Now, in saying that, People see that and like, oh, you get to make the indecision. Well, yeah, I do. But on top of that, the responsibility of that decision is on my shoulders. If I make the wrong decision, it's not just me that's going to suffer. It's my seven artists that aren't going to eat or not have money to do whatever. So that's something you've got to take into account. If you're ever wanting to do, go forward and do this as a business, that's a whole other panel we sit down and we can do about how to run a business, how to do that. Um, But when we get out to the conventions, we're out here, or like at an anime convention, which we call being in the trenches on the front line, Um, it's no longer a democracy. It's now a military rank structure. Everybody has their job to do. They have their mission to complete. And you'll hear Mr. Fox or Amelia, you go up and ask them a certain question, even though Amelia's my wife, and Yay Verley, she she who controls the the verse, she'll look at you and say, that's above my pay grade, you gotta go talk to the captain. Um, It's what works for us in ASI, because keeping in mind, for us, in order to complete our mission, it's all about being mission-oriented. Like I said, I'm very militaristic. That's where I was raised from the time I was 17, I was in the military. Um, Very mission-oriented, you get your mission complete. My mission is to talk to the con directors, to bring you guys panels to do the stuff that we do like this, that sort of thing. My other guys, their job is to get that table set up, to operate the table, to sell our wares, you have to talk to you guys buying stuff and doing commissions and all that, that sort of stuff. If they don't complete their mission, I can't complete my mission and vice versa. If I don't complete my mission with the con directors, they can't do their mission, so it's this symbiotic relationship making things work. Um, first officer, real quick. First officer, are indispensable. If you're running a crew, and you don't have to call yourself captain. You know, we're just that's where an airship crew. That's where we're set up. How are you assigned to set up? Like lead scientist, chief engineer. Are we good? Excuse mm-hmm. me. That first officer will be more important to you than anything on the face of the planet. That first officer, his his or her job is to run interference for you. To take care of the stuff so you don't have to take care of it. um, To be a sounding board. Because trust me, there are times when you're a captain, when you're in charge or a leader. We've run into a weird thing that my guys live with me. So they get to see stuff that most leaders slash followers don't ever get to see. They get to see me at my lowest point. They can see me at the highest point. They can see me cry. They get to see me mad. Um, you know, in, in, in a normal chain of command, you don't ever see that. You won't ever see your commanding officer get pissed. Um, one of the best things I've ever seen they did at Echo was uh, We Were Soldiers. Um, if, you ever, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, There's a scene after the battle when he's realized how many men men he has lost. He walks around a rock and goes over and starts crying. And his sergeant major keeps everybody, Captain will be with him in a minute. Because the sergeant major knew he needed that minute to get rid of that so he could do his job. Um, And I mean, I say it in a military combat sense, but it's the same thing here. You go to your bigger conventions, you go to Acon, you go to Dragon Con, you go to Comic-Con, San Diego, into the big Super Bowl conventions, as a leader, you're getting hit constantly. And there are times that I've had to just, I've got to go, I, back before I started vaping, i got to go smoke a cigarette. I've, I've got to walk away. I need five minutes to get my head back wrapped around what I'm doing because it just gets so overwhelming Everything coming at you at one time. That first officer is there to be that blocker for you. Um, relationships inside groups, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, we've had events where I've had crew members who were dating inside the crew have issues and fights. I never knew about it. Until we got back to the hotel and Amelia or Rick was giving me the daily breakdown and they're like, yeah, we had this problem. There was this fight. There was this. there was like, what? <laughs> I never heard about it. And Richard just goes, because I had to do my job, Cap. That's my job to take care of it, not yours, because I didn't have time. I was running, you know, a thousand miles a minute to get shit done from my friends, um, to get stuff done. And so he made sure that stopped at him, so I didn't have to deal with it, because he knows that these, this is my family. I'm going to stop what I'm doing to turn and deal with this, so he made sure he protected me from that. Um, that's what a first officer is really good for when you're running a group. Whether it's a cosplay group, whether it's a steampunk group, post-apocalypse group, Star Wars group, that person is there to back you up. You know, to make sure you, you know, you got your pardon my French, you got your shit wired tight. Um, <clears throat> so first officers. Um, in the business world, Amelia is my, my business manager. I like toys way too much. Way too much. I love spending money. That credit card's real easy. Woo um, Yeah, Woo Shang. It's small. Um, So she's there to keep those numbers straight. That's not an easy job. If you're going to do this full time, you're going to go on the road and, and do the convention circuit. You've got to have somebody there to watch the money. And I'll tell you straight up, that, that crap ain't easy. Because no matter how much you and I are buddies or how much of a relationship we have, I've got to tell you no, and she hates telling me no, because I'm a whining little. okay? (laughs) I can whine with the best of them when I don't get my way. And she has to tell me, honey, we can't do that, we can't afford it. And so she's got to be the back, she's got to tell the crew, no, you can only get off the dollar menu at McDonald's, you can't have the number three, okay? So, a financial officer, even if you're doing this as, hey, we want to get together, we got a group of friends, get somebody who's willing to, one, be that heavy, but two, is willing to keep track. Because I've seen that happen on groups that are getting together to go to conventions and something gets dropped in the hotel rooms. Some, you know, three people pay for their hotel rooms and somebody doesn't. Now you're at the con, now you start getting that tension and there's nothing that'll bring attention faster in a group than finances mm-hmm. um, so keep that shit wired tight right from the get-go um, also in groups i can really do date it. Uh, hate it hate it hate it you're gonna have it um i don't have anything god anybody in my crew now that's with each other that's not married um thank god <laughs> yeah. uh, That's enough. You notice I have no hair? That's why. That didn't happen to me. Because you guys guys can just imagine the the turmoil that shit causes. Um, And even married couples, if you put a group together, there's time to, to realize when to let them do their thing and when to say, hey, you guys break it up a little bit. So that runs into... Running a crew. Sorry, guys. Um, clicks. Kill them, burn them, nuke them, do whatever you have to do. Do not let clicks form in your groups. <coughs> Excuse me. Clicks will kill a group in it that quick. I've watched it happen. We, before Millie and I got into the state park world, I was the head of a 30 man drum crew. We did drum and fire performances. Um, And I watched clicks form and completely destroy a very beautiful thing. Um, And now there's best friends who don't talk to each other anymore. Um, Amelia had a best friend she's been best friends with, worked with for like 15 years, and now they hate each other. Because clicks got formed, and once the insults start flying back and forth, it's over. Um, I will destroy a Goran click in a heartbeat. Uh, Don't let them happen. Stop them, stop them, stop them. Everybody's an adult. Make them sit down and talk about it, period. You got this problem, you got this problem, work it the hell out. And you're not walking out of my house on both legs until you do. Um, I've seen more groups get destroyed by cliques and you know then the backbiting starts and it's all right. If you guys have questions, please. Um, I'm dying here. Uh, so, the clicks are a big deal, but I will tell you, like he was saying with you know, how we road dog everywhere we go, um, if you guys are going to road dog conventions as, as groups, you will get to spend more time with people than you ever imagined you were going to get to spend. You will find out what body functions they have, you will find out what quirks they have, you will find out all the shit you never wanted to know about somebody. <laughs> you're gonna find out about the group of people that you're rolling with. Um, in our crew, and we I've seen people, we had this one girl who decided she, she went out on the crew, she wanted to roll with us, and by the time we got to the event, she was in a little puddle of goo in the corner in a fetal <laughs> position, because it, her brain could not wrap around the fact that I was able to talk to Chelsea my one of my commanders and Ricks significant other she's dripping wet naked getting out of the shower I'm naked getting into the shower we're having a conversation about what I need done in the next 15 minutes because we've got to be on the floor it's important and I got eight guys I got to get through showers defunct and on, right downstairs and she just stood there people are changing in the hotel. we're theater majors. You know, you got the same equipment I do, and you ain't got nothing I ain't seen. So, you know. You a lot of brothers and sisters. Exactly, you know, it's like Starship Troopers. You are sitting in the shower, it's like, yeah, okay, I need you on the field, and this time I need this done. And she couldn't handle it. It snapped her brain. She just could not take it. Um like she didn't hang out with us again. Because um, I got an entire crew full of trolls. I'll just tell you that.
0: <laughs>
1: Hard, don't show weakness around us, because we're like, ooh. <laughs> Um, so that, you know, that's another thing with the crew. Um, and where I'm leading into this is, how do you, you know, we get this all the time, airship is about how you become an ASI member, you know, other than ground crews. We have ground crew, um, and those are people who can't roll for whatever reason with ASI, but they want to be a part of this ASI thing that's, that's morphed into whatever it is. Um, to be an ASI member, like I said, You don't have to do the things we do, I'm just going to tell you from my point of view it works. We do it just like a biker game, because that shit works. Okay? (laughs) You come to me and say, I want to be part of ASI. What I'm going to tell you is you have to find a member of Airship Isabella to sponsor you. One, I've got to have a spot for you. Okay? Um, But, you find a member of ASI, hey, I want to become a member. So you got to say you come to me. Okay, cool. You're now, I'm now your sponsor, you're my prospect. Which means I own your ass for the next six months, okay? And what that does is that gives us a chance to see how you interact with the crew, and it gives you a chance to see if you want to interact with this crew, these people are out there damn (laughs) minds. No. Um, And it gives you a chance to run like hell. (coughs) So for six months you're a prospect. Now we don't do what biker gangs do where we make you wash our (laughs) Harley's. Or, you know, go wash the airship, or, you know, do stuff like that. Um, As I said, we're trolls. You know, you show us weakness, we're going to screw with you. Um, You're going to road dog with us. Because you're going to get to see what it looks like in the trenches. You're going to get to see us tired. You're going to get to, you know, are you toting gear? Are you doing the, you know, what you need to do to, to make this operation happen? At the end of that six months... All of my guys get together via Skype, via phone, in person. We're going to talk about your butt. You know, okay, what do you guys think? Yes, no. Now, there's three answers you can get. There's only three. Unanimous yes, unanimous no, or say, unanimous yes, a single no from any crew member kills it. Or let's give them six more months. I, you know, we, you got sick, you didn't, you know, something came up, you know, you had school, you couldn't make it to events, and this person over here didn't get a chance to hang out with you, I would like to get six more months to, to get comfortable around them. That's another option that we can have. <coughs> now, saying that, it doesn't matter on the crew, if you are my prospect, I'm the CEO and captain of Airship Isabella, I, you know, it's like a god. It's like a general on a battlefield. Okay, that is my crew, I have end all be all control. I get a single no, it doesn't matter, period. If I got somebody that says no, he just, he gets under my skin, I can't work with him, I can't do it. I'll try to get you two together to talk, if it's still a no, it's a no. I can't override that no, even if it's my prospect. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys.
0: Because
1: <coughs> the deal is, at the end of the day, that chemistry has to be there for us to do what we do as Airship Isabel. And for that chemistry to be there, everybody's gotta be able to function with everybody else, even at their worst time. Mr. Fox and I have gotten nose-to-nose with each other, growling. But, when it's all said and done with, we can can do that and still come back, we're still friends, we're still roommates, that sort of thing. And, that chemistry has to be there, and that's... <clears throat> Over the past six years, we've gotten asked a lot, and we've, I've, I've sat back and I've, I've looked at it, what has made our crew survive, where other crews who were just as good, just as good as, you know, even better artists than we were, what has made us survive and do what we've done where other crews have failed? For us, it's the chemistry. I've got a team that will drive 30 hours one direction, hit the convention floor, right out of the vehicles, pull gear, get stuff set up, get dressed, doors open, we turn around, hey guys, how you doing? You know, I have that crew. They're combat effective. (coughs) If you get somebody in that mix that messes up that chemistry, you're no longer combat effective and you're going to fail. And now you're going to start getting tension. Now your con directors aren't getting what the con director wants. Now you're, you know, and then it's just, it's, it's a snowball at that point. Now you're in trouble. So that's why we do what we do, and we're very protective of who comes in ASI because of that, that dichotomy inside the crew. Two, for me, and this was a big deal for me, if you wear a pair of Airship Isabella wings, You've earned those wings. Those are as good as blood wings. Because I want those wings, as crew members, to be a badge of honor for those guys. And so, Souza, I'm sure you guys know SUSE. Um, there are people out there who have said their Airship Isabella crew. They're, hey, I'm part of Airship Isabella. And they weren't. And before I even had to say anything like, excuse me? These guys, my guys, are coming over the table. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be good,
0: because
1: <laughs> you know they're, they they earned that six months. They've gone they've gone with a pissy captain, who can be a prima donna, who can you know be pissy and growly, and all of that. They put their time and blood those wings. God help you, you say you have got ASI <laughs> wings and you don't, and that's what you want in a crew like that. You want I don't have to worry about my company. I don't have to worry about the reputation of my company. I don't have to worry about somebody getting drunk and walking, you know, showing their kajugas as they go running through old Tucson Studios because I know the caliber of my crew. And those wings are just as important to them as they are to me. So there's that, when you you have that pride in your crew, that's a big deal, and a lot of people don't take that into account when they're putting crews together. Um, I've had, a and won't run any names, on the floor at ACON. If you've ever been to ACON, for you know, on the floor, three o'clock in the morning, there's thirty thousand damn kids running around. I mean, it is <coughs> huge. I had three con directors standing in front of me. Back to the, the dating inside the crew thing. This person had a problem with this person. He came downstairs, was getting all ass bent about something was going on with the female member and was, was causing a scene in front of these three con directors. And I went from blah, 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 to I said, you, you know, we're taking care of it. Go back up to the hotel and we'll be fine. He kept pushing. And the only thing that really saved me was I've known since he was 11 years old. He was 21 at this point. And I turned around and rip, turn around on him. He said, You got 1.5 seconds, to get your butt back up that escalator or you're fired. Go. And that clicked through the anger enough for him to go upstairs so we could deal with the problem later. In front of those three con directors was not the place to pull that crap. You don't do that on the con floor. Period. End of story. As far as you guys ever see, it's all champagne and giggles and sunshine. Okay, um, you don't see what's behind the scenes, and but then in, in running a group, it falls into that. When we're out here on the front lines, that's what you see. And the other thing is, is if you're an ASI member and you pull a bonehead maneuver, I have to back your play in public. God help you when we get to the hotel room. Okay. But I'm going to back your play because you are an ASI member. Now, we get back to the hotel, dude, what the hell are you thinking? And we've run into that before, where somebody had said something or somebody did something. Now, I've got to back their play, but as soon as we got back where nobody could hear it, oh, it was all like Donkey (laughs) Kong at that point. Um, But you don't see the fighting in the crew ever when I deal with you guys. You guys want to see the ASI crew. You want to see... And for us, one thing is, is with doing the videos and blogs, I don't know if playing, you here watch the stupid <laughs> blogs I'm doing, um, thank you for, for paying me to the stupid <laughs>
0: blogs I know. Um, <laughs> but the only
1: good one was the pancake one. Um, and I wasn't even drunk or hungry, you know, I had sleep, I was like, hey. Uh, uh, one too many Dr. Pepper. Uh, huh? one, too many Dr. One, yeah, one too many Dr. Pepper. Yeah, one too many Dr. Pepper's. One too many hours of staring at snow flurries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> Captain Whitaker and his
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was a complete and total tangent. Oh. oh. You guys in this panel get a chance to see behind the veil. How many theater majors do I have in here who've done theater at all? Okay, you guys work. Okay, you guys know what the fourth wall is. Yeah. Okay? In theater, you never, ever, ever break the fourth wall. Period. Okay? One of the things in ASI we try to do, when you go out there, you, you are dealing with Captain Whitaker and Amelia Whitaker and Mr. Fox and Suze O'Ryatt and that sort of thing. We don't break that fourth wall. Now the trick that we've done is we've built our characters uber close to our real personalities. That way you get a chance, it, it's not difficult for us to switch characters, okay? But we don't break that fourth wall. In this panel and stuff like that, we want, and we've been on the road long enough now, we want to let you guys see beyond the fourth wall. Because people ask, what's it like to be on the road with ASI? Now, Willow knows what it's like behind the fourth wall because she lives around us. She's in New Orleans. She's Hi. actually, they she was actually our way. roommate for six months. <laughs> so you get to see behind that, you get to see the goofy pancakes, you get to see the, you know, five o'clock in the morning when my crew hasn't had coffee yet. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, We wanted, and that was our deal. We've established it long enough now that you guys know what the ASI crew looks like. We'll let you see what it looks like behind the scenes. Um, So that's one of the reasons we're doing the goofy videos. And I do the one one on two panel is I don't want you guys to make and have the same mistakes and the heartaches that we've had. Um, So... When you do the con world, you're going to road dog. Even before you do this as a business, the strains and stress of doing a convention and going from one convention to the next convention to the next convention are amazing. It'll be the hardest thing you've ever done. It'll be the most rewarding thing you've ever done. Like I said earlier, you will get to know things about the people that you road dog with that you would never ever imagine. And they will become closer than your family. Period. What's up, Ms. Fox? Speaking of which, for those of you don't know, that's Mr. Fox, he's also This is part of the what we call the Amelia, Mr. Fox kitty brain chain. Um, I stay out of said brain chain because I don't know what language they discuss in there, but no. Apparently
0: it's frightening if you try to get involved.
1: <coughs> um, that whole scene in Firefly when he says, is it really bad that she made sense? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so. One of the questions I'm going to ask is, you as a director of a captain, an airship crew, how do you work with and deal with, you were talking about it earlier, with directors and con directors, not only at the convention, but how do you link up with that pre-convention and then take it all the way through and get there. How would you build your crew and get there through all? Of this? If one of
1: the things is, is, and that when we first started, that was a complete mystery to us. How okay? And Robert, there's was one of the original guys who brought us to Wild West Con. He's the reason we are we are even here, here. He gave us the the break to come to Arizona. Um, that is a very daunting test. Okay, who do I talk to? How do I? How do we break in this? How do we go as a as a group? Um, one, word of mouth. Two, and I'll give you a little inside secret, and, and, and Robert can kind of back me up on this one if he wants to. All of those con directors, all of that infra- the high up infrastructure, they all know each other. They all do things at each other's conventions. He might be a con director at this con and running guest services at that con okay so the deal is is walk up and talk to them hey I'm thinking about doing this who do I need to talk to I know they're evil and they growl and they have fangs but where you think your life is busy walking up and trying to talk to a con director who hasn't slept for a week prior to like the convention and then walking into con control those guys haven't slept they're running a thousand things a minute Kind of back off and figure. Okay, when can I talk to this person? Okay, I can talk to them now. Um, and then making contact with them via email or what? Hey, I want to do. And then give them as much information as you possibly can. To what you want to do, who you are. Now, ten minutes. Thank you. Um, communication, communication, communication. The other thing is, don't give up. Con directors get busy. Okay, they get very busy. They've got, you've got a con director, you've got co-con directors, you've got their chain of command that you're trying to get through. If you've never seen how conventions work, you want to talk about a Charlie Lima Foxtrot? <laughs> oh my god! Okay? Everybody here know what that means? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh my god. Um, plus they're dealing with volunteers. They're dealing with, so if you want to get into that convention, give you guys an idea. ACON. My guys went to ACON for almost five years before we were ever invited as guests. We paid for our tickets, we just went to support the convention because that was somebody else's turf. And I was not going to storm troop in there and just take over somebody's turf and start a war for no reason. So we had to go pay our dues. This convention, we had to pay our dues. The first year Robert had us out here, we were in the high chaparral back in the way back of the event. Okay, we didn't see another human being till Saturday. Okay, Okay? big deal is, is keep this in mind when you do conventions. Some con directors are going to make you pay your dues before you get to promote up. Okay, you've got to earn those bragging rights to be there. So if you get stuck in the back part of the convention, do your job. Do it the best you can, have fun with it, and then on Sunday, when you got him pinned to the wall, go, okay, you you can invite us back? (laughs) Okay, what can we do for you? And that's ASI's biggest tip deal has always been is, okay, like we talked to Robert. All right, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? What can I do to make his life easier? Because like our first year, he sent somebody running over to us hey guys, we had somebody counsel in the main hall doing a panel. Is there anybody you can break away? I've got an entire room full of people and nobody to talk to them. All right, cool, we'll be there in three. We're on our way. And
0: that was my first thought. They had come out there and originally what had happened was we were supposed to have all the arts out there and they were gonna be out there with all the arts and all the displays. And lo and behold, of course, Best Light Plans and Mice men went right through a shredder and got burned people weren't being directed out there. So they were out literally, where the tent is now off to the stage, and no one was out there. And I said, gee, how do we get people out there? This panel canceled, we had a problem, I'm gonna bring them in, because they came in, and I was so impressed, and that's where we got into this panel, and everybody just started going out there. It was just that amazing click right there, and you have to play with it. You have to also understand, as a director, uh, not only that, you have to have your brain examined. Get better and turn around before you start one of these things. Have a prescription for lithium, Valium, vodka, and caffeine. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but that's how it happens.
1: And then one of the things that we do with ASI, like I said, we've got five minutes. Um, is we're former military. Every single event we do, we have an AAR. And is anybody a former? I know he probably is. Former military. You know what an AAR is. When you go in and sit down for an after-action review. Okay, when you walk in in the military, you sit down, and it's everybody from privates to the damn general are sitting in that room. They close those doors. Rank doesn't matter. And let me tell you, when you're a PFC nobody and you're sitting next to a two-star general, and you got to tell him he screwed up, which I've had to do, you want to talk about being able to poop diamonds? (laughs) Well, sir, with all due respect, you could have done that better. Um, When we do our AARs, we close the doors. There's no captain, there's no CEO, there's no first officer. It's us and my guys from the, the, the loneliest prospect all the way to my first officer can turn around, Cap, this didn't work. Now, the way we do it is what went wrong, what can be improved on, and we always finish with what went right. That way, when you walk out of that room, you're, you ended on a high note of this is what went right, okay? And don't be afraid to critically look at how things operated to make because you're trying to make things better. It's not a matter of me attacking you for doing something. It's me, hey, I saw this, tried this. You know, it's creative criticism on what you're doing. And as a captain, as a leader of a group, that's your responsibility because at the end of the day, the better I do my job, the better my guys can do their job, the better we can come to you guys and make you guys the most important thing in our world, which is how it's supposed to be. Because we're here, we drive 30 hours for you, period. We drive 30 hours for those con kids. So if I can't do my job, I'm not doing any favors for those con kids. So when you do your AAR, I have no problem, Cap, you bone this one. or we need to get you more you know, Mountain Dew before you hit the field or whatever. Take that creative criticism, think about it, and like I said, don't be on the attack, don't be on the defensive. It's a chance for you as a group to come together, even in a tighter cohesive unit, okay? Um, and we'll close on it, as I've always said, if, and people have done this, if you ever have an issue, if you have a member of your crew or a, part or a group that you're working with, you don't, under, you don't understand how to do something or something's not clicking or, look, I'm at my wit's end, I don't know what to do in this situation, shoot us an email. Shoot me an email. I've gotten those at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Cap, I've got this one member. I've tried this, 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 and this. I don't know what to do. Do you have any ideas? And you don't have to give gross details. You don't have to give names or you know, any of that crap, hey, I've got this scenario, what's your opinion? And don't be afraid to get opinions, like in the Louisiana, Texas, and not really Texas, we kind of put up a wall with Texas. Um, I'm from Texas. Um, we will, that's a whole other panel. Um, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, we have that, Gary, we have the captain's committee. And we do it via Skype, and we'll get on, on there, and we talk to each other. And there are times I've had captains, or I've had to do it, where you just got to vent to another captain. Hey, I've got this going on. I don't know what to do. What do you think? And it gives you a chance to see it from somebody else's point of view. To, Shit, what did I think about that? And it might be that one piece of, of relevant information or, or perspective to solve that problem. So don't ever hesitate to drop me an email. I'll get back to you as fast as I possibly can. I'm trying to give you, you know, hey, no, I've run into this, or screw that, you're on your own. (laughs) Run! (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, I hope that helped a little bit. Um, Two, plug, two o'clock, Arizona Theater, we're showing Aether. Um, It would be a huge personal favor to me if you guys are there so you can see it, so I can show my guys off, I can show the work we did, um, and I can get you guys excited about Aether, as, as excited as we are. Um, and it's a chance you'll get to see me acting like a four-year-old kid, because this is probably one of the coolest projects I've ever been attached to. And you get to see some of the people we got to film with, uh, you know, woohoo, fanboy! Um, professional, professional. Um, so, two o'clock, Arizona Theater, come see the premiere of Aether, ask questions of other guys that were getting to be extras in it. And um, we'll see you guys at two o'clock. Cool? Cool. cool.
0: a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D, Journey of the 5th Edition, and Scion, Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.
1: <laughs> they got this white crap on the ground and that stuff is <laughs> called snow. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to and from there, Borgry, Texas, Border, Texas, back to New Orleans, I think we're home for just a little bit and then we get back on the road. Wow. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts, but well, I'm not going anywhere near a damn airport.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did that not too long ago and that was not a pleasant service? Yeah, no. I don't think they'd appreciate these. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: just don't trust packing in the luggage. Man, they, they've talked about, <coughs> my voice is starting to come back a little bit. Um, they've talked, we've talked about going to Europe here pretty soon, and then we started looking at the logistics and I almost had a heart attack. Because <laughs> we have to look every day everything onto Containers, Uh and then hope to God it makes it over there. And luckily, we have some people over there to receive it. Otherwise, it'd take three months to get it back. So,
0: yeah, we're going out to uh, TeslaCon this year. In the way, and we're like. We got a friend there that lives there, so it's fake combination to rent go to there. It's like, we're going to insure FedEx you a nice big box. Yeah. And uh, before we fly back to Tucson, we're going to insure FedEx it back.
1: I thought about it. Like, I'm going to insure because it's going to be all our other tools. It's going to be all
0: of our props. Yeah, so it's stuff you like, don't want to lose. I'll insure
1: it, and if it goes bye bye, party time. It's still a, a <laughs> lifetime of replacing. Yeah, let me get some new tools. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to know. (laughs) Let me rephrase that. A million I want to know how much money I was on (laughs) other (laughs) tools.
0: Well, when you see something you just like, and it's not like you, you and I've got this bad
1: habit of I gotta collect shit.
0: Yeah. I've got tools I've never
1: even used. It's like I I need that.
0: But still, if you needed it, it, it wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to find it.
1: Exactly. Your wives don't think that way apparently. Yeah. I'm not sure how
0: that
1: works. Especially when they're your business manager. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they get the receipts. And do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but honey, who can write it off? It is a bit
0: legitimate business expense. That's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's business equipment. That we write off our boots
1: and everything else, Yeah.
0: yeah. I've gone to Tandy and it's like, hey, guess what? I write that off.
1: What was funny, we did Steampunk Invasion in Dallas, and that's where the Tandy headquarters is. So Tandy had their other people out there, and one, we walked in and looked at their setup, and I'm like, that looks familiar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what they done is they pulled down our buying history because they didn't know what to buy. <laughs> through the command, so they pulled down our buying history and everything in there is the crap we bought. I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good marketing. So I tell a joke all the time that I've spent more money at t- I've spent enough money at Tandy to put the CEO- CEO's kids through college. <laughs> and I said that to the group of Tandy workers that were there. And there was a girl there named Catherine. We were talking to her. And then the other Tandy guy, who was our contact, we were talking to Larry, he's like, you do realize that Catherine is the CEO's daughter, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder why she made that face. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but she's a manager, in her, she's really cool. She's a manager in our own right. But yeah, no, she's a CEO's kid. He's like, so how's that college education? <laughs> you no, know, they're really, the guys up there are pretty cool. No, right, but Tandy is a corporation. Yeah. They do some weird crap that I just don't understand. I've had conversations with their store managers from Texas all the way to Louisiana and stuff, and they do some weird shit on how they do
0: things. Yeah, but hey, you seek see discount. <laughs> take advantage it's of it.
1: It's like, you know, I don't even know how they do it. Each of their stores are, it's just weird. Yeah. They try to explain it to me, and I'm
0: just like, it makes no sense. You'll well, see they put the rivets and the snaps in the very back, so you have to go past all the great deals they have.
1: And the deal is, and the other thing is, is like the store managers, they're each responsible for their own stores, and corporate does things that the stores don't know about, and it's like, <laughs>
0: go team. I mean, how does that logic work?